This episode of the Business Samurai Podcast is brought to you by Lamar Marie Popcorn. You can get now one bag and get a second bag for half off with the code BARKER at checkout. So if you like your snacks a little sweet, a little salty, a little mixture of both, go check out LamarMarie.com and all of the flavors that they have for your next snacking sensation. That is LamarMarie.com with code BARKER at checkout for buy one, get one, half off. Welcome to the Business Samurai Podcast. I am your host, John Barker. My next guest holds a position that for many of you is probably an underutilized resource in your own community that can help you grow your business. My next guest is the Director of Economic Development and Tourism of Stafford County, Mr. John Holden. For over 25 years, John navigated Maine tourism, community, and economic development and international business development. In 2018, he brought his knack for consensus building, entrepreneurship, and a bad golf swing to the Mid-Atlantic. Whether he's stirring up new initiatives in Stafford or a recipe in the kitchen, John is passionate about creativity and innovation and seeking phenomenal results in the community. John holds a bachelor's degree in environmental science from the Bowling Green State University and a master's degree in regional economics from the University of Maine. I had the pleasure of watching John break it down on the dance floor at the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber of Commerce event 2022, just a few weeks ago, as a matter of fact. John, thanks for taking the time. Really appreciate it. Uh, good to be here, John. I appreciate the, the invitation. No, we've, I've had, had a good time hanging out with you over the last few weeks at different events around the community. You're definitely a man about town, a face to be seen and recognized. Hey, and John and bald-headed John, bald Johns have to hang together. <laughs> I appreciate it. That's part of you know, part of what we do in this career, quite frankly, is engaging with the community. Um, clearly more of the business side, but not exclusively. I mean, it's also about building place and, and community connecting people and, and putting businesses together. So um, it's a pleasure to be here. And to all your listeners and viewers, take the advice that we may share here in the next bit um, as you will. Uh, you get what you pay for. But no, I really love what I do. That's the first key thing to anyone in business, right? Absolutely. What you do, whether you own the business or work in the business, um, it's important to be passionate about your work. And I think one of the things that I reason I wanted to have a conversation with you, having worked and known other you know people in your position in other communities I've been in, was I do feel like it's probably an untapped resource, but also wanting to, what does it take, your background, to take to get in a position to be at the forefront of community business? Sure, appreciate it. In uh, third grade, when the teacher said, you know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I raised my hand and said I want to be an economic developer. <laughs> <laughs> of course, that's a joke. <laughs> uh, no one, I took it literally. No, no, this career is often people stumble into it or fall into it, and either you're passionate about it or you're not. People in this career you know, may have a public policy background, may have a business background, may have economics in my case, or planning. It's just, it's a very, it's a, significant career but it's very varied that way so I was I was studying environmental sciences and thought I wanted to be a regional planner and decided and discovered back in the day in the old days a thing called GIS geographic information system which is now on our phones of course <laughs> so I'm like this is cool and I developed this tool um, and well, I, I used it to go to graduate school tool and, and learned about retail markets and how markets work and at the end of the day this career what we do in, in community economic development is about putting people
pieces together. It's like the, the game show Survivor, right? There's, I forget how many people start. Say there's 10 people that start on the game Survivor. They all have their individual goals. They all want to win the prize, but they have to work together to get there. <laughs> so that's what a community does. That's what a, a good business will do with its employees and, and investors. It's what a good organization does. And so a lot of that is, is what we do in economic development is putting those pieces together for, for people obviously to drive the, the vision and goal of, of a community, which is really set by policymakers, and, but someone has to put the pieces together. At the end of the day, I, the greatest pleasure I have is, is putting those people together and finding someone who may need to learn about some aspect and maybe um, get a mentor or put a business deal together because they got introduced to somebody. So I've had all v variety of experiences in that. And, it's been the last four years, just under four years since I came to Stafford that I've been able to, obviously I had to learn a whole new state and area. It's been, it's been a fascinating, and I love what I do, so I get bottom line there. So speaking about coming into uh, a new business and looking at the priorities, do you come in and you've come in Stafford and you, you look around and you say, hey, there's some gaps in the community that we should look at filling, or are you just executing something from like the Board of Supervisors or things of that nature? How does that role kind of shape what's in the community? People in, in this kind of role or planners have a role in, you know, helping guide that strategy with obviously the input of citizens and businesses and ultimately the policymaker. When I got here four years ago, there was an economic development strategy in place. So my focus was let's just do it. Let's get it done. So gotcha. More of implementation of that. And as a case in point, one of the primary examples of there was the Centerport area in Stafford. In fact, I discovered a 1987 strategic economic strategic plan from for Stafford County. 1987 <laughs> that said Stafford County, one of the primary opportunities that you focus on is what they warehouse and trucking at the time. Mm -hmm. 1987. <laughs> the, the more recent strategy said Centerport distribution, and so. We just got to work, and uh, there were some changes in policy that this board enacted, and then doing what we do, we've been very successful there, and before we focus on that, what we do in economic development are three primary things. We help our existing customers grow, and our existing customers are existing business. That's number one. 80% of new job growth comes from existing businesses. Two, we try to attract investment. That's the traditional old-fashioned old fashioned smoke okay. chasing, but it's also tourism, which we'll get to in a Investment is dollars. Tourism is about bringing dollars to the community, so it's bringing new business. And then thirdly, it's all about messaging, right? So we're the, we're the customer service arm and the marketing arm of a community in economic development. And, and that's what we've been doing here since I've gotten here anyways. We've focused on those three initiatives. And the messaging was part of what we built able to do in Centerport. With some policy changes that the board enacted after I got here, we were able to uh, reach out to a number of large developers and property owners and say, hey, look at the opportunity here. And that's a lot of the work, is, is making those connections, meeting those people, going to luncheons, finding those connections, particularly when you're new to a region. But anyway, we've been um, quite successful there, as, as you and your some of your listeners in this area probably know. Yeah, absolutely. And for anybody not in the area, the Center Park, Park Parkway area is it we got our local airport is around there and there's just it's just prime for a lot of growth and i think one of the things that i, I want to talk about what your hand and what your role in was we're getting an amazon fulfillment center what i guess first and foremost you your level of involvement or at least awareness of this project has got to be greater than obviously greater than mine 
but what does it take to attract their fortune too to sit there and, and set up particularly when you're talking about if you looked at the news years ago when they were looking at setting up the their second headquarters there was a bidding war across the country for Amazon and now they're putting a distribution center basically 10 minutes from my house <laughs> yeah, it's a good question there's a saying that's become kind of cliche in economic development that it's a team sport and it is because I can't tell you that 100 percent even 90 percent of why Amazon's here is because of something we did in this department but it had a role right absolutely that role was encouraging and meeting with developers and when they got the opportunity to say yes we can make that happen here and working with our planning staff and permitting staff and all the things that go along with that End of the day, there's actually two two Amazon facilities in Stafford, or will be in Stafford. The fulfillment or just or delivery station, as they call them, is I think the one pictured there. That's the place where the last place a box is before it gets to your door. So that means I'm going to get my packages in under an hour from once it opens. <laughs> well, they're opening, I don't know how many thousands of these around the country. Sure. So that's that was coming to this area one way or another. So we were lucky to get it in Stafford, and it's a strategic location for them. And that's a key, another key point. The reason Centerport in 1987, when I got here in, in 2018, was identified as a key area for distribution. It's the number one rule in business location, right? Yep. Um, north of the river, on I-95, ready to serve the DMV, period. So we had that advantage. So let, just like any business, use your competitive advantage and sell. And that's what we've been able to help do. They located that here. That's actually in operations now. Literally, Centerport's a long street and there's not really blocks, but a block to the south and across the street from that <laughs> is a second Amazon facility that's over six, over three times the size of that one. That's something they call a cross-dock facility, which is the place where packages go from around the world, get sorted before they go to another center, which they call delivery, which they call distribution center, before they come back to the place across the street to come to your home. It's, <laughs> it's a fast distribution is a fascinating high-tech industry right now. Just all the things that, how, how do you get your package in two days? It's amazing. Um, anyway, um, so we're lucky to, that build, uh, the, the second one, the crosstalk facility is um, in construction now. It's supposed to be operational in the next six to 12 months. Between that one and one that's open, that's, um, Close to 700 jobs in staff. Okay, I was getting ready to ask what was that? What was the economic impact to the uh, to the area expected to be? Let alone the obviously the, the tax revenues mm -hmm. from the real estate. I mean that that cross dock, the, the delivery station alone is um, over half a million dollars in local taxes. So that's part of broadening the tax base in Stafford. So we're not so we're and broadening the economy, right? Like anything, if you're, if you're selling one product and you're and that product tanks or the market tanks on that product, you might go out of business. So same thing in a community. You want to have a wider spread of economic opportunities. Developing a distribution sector or is it, was important. Yeah, I think you've seen that particularly between the COVID and even the financial crisis from 08, where those communities that were built upon one single industry or even one single company, when those guys pulled up chalks and said, hey, we can't do this here anymore. Yeah, that. We, we have significant in government contracting. Yep. Using a broad statement, a lot of that in cyber and things we don't, can't even know about uh, because of what they do. That's, if there's a government change or shutdowns or things like that, has a big impact on Stafford. So another reason to broaden that tax base. We have, I haven't checked this number lately. It won't be significantly higher, but 
less than 2% of our employment in Stafford was in industrial. So okay. One of my goals was to raise that at least to 5% over the time <laughs> of my career here, which has just started. Just because, again, to broaden that opportunity for people living in this region, if, if not Stafford specifically. So yeah, Centerport, those are two projects. There's another project taking place there, which will be an even larger facility. So that's all important for that tax base, new jobs. And just up the road, of course, uh, DHL was is another 570 jobs. We had a significant role in, in bringing DHL here okay. and competing to it. They were the first uh, one we really had a more significant role in, in terms of how this business works, where someone comes to us says, if you want this business in your community, maybe we don't, right? Maybe it's a certain type of industry you don't, right? But if it is, then you work with them and see if there's uh, something you can sweeten the pot, i.e. a tax incentive of some kind. And today, that does not make the decision for the company. So the decision is based on their business model, their location, and the cost of doing business in your community, which we are fortunate to, to have a lower cost here than, say, the rest of Northern Virginia. You triggered on a, a couple things I want to follow up on there. First, with having Amazon and DHL coming into the area, how much easier have, having the big brand like Amazon here to go out there to your next big, hey, do you, you guys want to open your next shop here? We got Amazon. We got this. How, how, how does that make your job easier? So I mentioned uh, uh, you know, the three roles of customer service. Hmm. On the messaging. We redid our economic development website in the last last six to nine months and doing a lot more on, on social media and, and tracking those things. The number one page we're still getting traction on <laughs> is the Amazon Press Your website and then sure. you follow it. The people are actually, oh, let me look at these other pages and they're looking at the other pages like the cost of doing business and what infrastructure we have. So it's significant. It, there's no doubt about it. Just the brand is important. And that's one of the things we've been trying to do with our brand, the Stafford, as you probably noticed on our social media, is we've developed a consistent brand, a message, and want to keep with it. And when we can add those those other names, that's important. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. You, you mentioned something, I was just curious, to, this one I'll follow up on, about an area that may not want a type of business in there. Do you have any examples? Not, I'm not even saying necessarily Stafford, but maybe something where you sit there and go, community said, nah, we don't, you're not welcome here. Some states, uh, the growing of, uh, uh, I don't know, marijuana, whatever it's, oh, yeah. whatever it's called, and very secure facilities is a business opportunity. And I've worked in communities that said, no, we don't. Interesting. And that's fine. That's a policy decision, right? Okay. If that's a policy, that's a policy, right? There's others, obviously, the bigger and urban industries sometimes not wanted in certain places. End of the day, I've been in communities where there's been a business that's been poking around looking at a site and the surrounding area, community members, property owners didn't want it. And at the end of the day, that's what we do in, you know, the USA, right? <laughs> Public input. And if that's what right. happens, then sometimes that, that, that happens. And that's who we work for ultimately is in the community, right? Yeah. Shifting gears a little bit, we talked about a single big entity like Amazon coming in here. There's another project that's taking place near my house as well that I know you you, you probably know at a higher level. It's called the Garrison. And for anybody listening, not obviously not in the area, not, not familiar with this, it's like 500,000 square feet. It's a mixture of retail. It's going to be apartments. I'm very excited for the forthcoming movie theater that, it, that we'll be bringing back to the area again. How difficult is it to bring large community projects of that nature, one, to fruition, to actually get them to an execution point after you went through who knows how much strategy and bringing all the stakeholders to the table to make something like that happen? It is very complicated, right? 
particularly multi-use projects, particularly in um, certain areas. But one, one point is that every project is unique. You can't compare the garrison to the Amazon project. Right. To whatever happened at a quiet town center or a national harbor, whatever. They're all unique. And the reason they're unique is, first of all, they're on a unique piece of dirt in the world, and there's unique attributes around that dirt in the soil, along the road, and the people are unique. And I've seen projects and deals fall apart for all kinds of reasons, including people just not getting along. I have that written down as like a weird follow-on to however you answered this. End of the day, it's, 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 that, it's that analogy I mentioned. It's the survivor thing. You all want yeah. to get to the same place. And if you don't, you move on, right? Um, now, I'm not suggesting that in the garrison at all, but it has been a long time coming. I know people in Stafford have heard about it for years. I can just say that it's still, last conversation I had with the defense group, it's still happening. But uh, again, complications between changing and COVID and, and the moving market and, and changes in ownership of the movie industry, and just, just all kinds of things. It's a butterfly effect sometimes that you don't know that something all the way across the world has an impact on a project in Stafford. Absolutely. Yeah, and that's... And I guess that's one of the things, you know, coming back into there, coming back, I have a project management background, and a lot of times you're sitting there at trying to navigate all of those different perspectives and stakeholders, and everybody may not exactly have the same reason why they're involved in a project and how hard that is on something of this scale, the millions and millions of dollars, to how long it takes to get from groundbreaking to Boom, you can, somebody can move into a new apartment or somebody can open up their store. How well, hard probably, that is. To be honest with you, John, there's probably at least 24, if not 36 months pre-groundbreaking. Pre sure, even, yeah, even prior, all the planning stages before that, absolutely. Some are a little more straightforward, obviously. A center port area that's ready for distribution. Here's a distribution center bank already zoned, all that kind of thing. So that all just complicates things and our role is to is to facilitate them in the day within certain rules that are required by environmental rules and appropriate zoning and all that and we try to bring everything to the table and try to facilitate those projects one last thing on this area and then we'll go to a complete some completely different is one of the things i've been in this region most of my life bouncing around between spotsy fredericksburg stafford culpepper and it felt and it feels like in a lot of the areas are not it's not been planned out. The communities have not been planned out extremely well. And we used to use the term sprawl all the time. I remember used to seeing particularly younger signs up, stop the sprawl. And I would say more so in the Fredericksburg area. Are we getting better with predicting and planning for growth strategies so we can actually better plan these? So you don't have, you go into some of these shopping centers and there's three layers of stuff and they're tearing up parking lots and the communities and we're getting these bottlenecks in traffic are, are we getting better with trying to predict grow, be able to manage the growth in a better way where we're not constricting ourselves in other areas i would like to think so with our colleagues in planning the planning commission those ultimate policy decisions we just did a comprehensive plan update recently and that's what that's about and that's why when a project comes in and has to meet the comp plan. If it doesn't, you have to look at the comp plan and say, do we want to change this? And those are all ultimately policy decisions. Staff have input on recommendations and this and that. Uh, at the end of the day, um, you're talking to someone who works here now, so I'd like to think we're yeah. <laughs> both doing better. Like um, I said, I, I've experienced this my whole life. And you're seeing... We all know there's a lot of traffic. And there's a lot of traffic on 610. There's a lot of traffic on 710. <laughs> um, and part of that is the nature of how that developed. It is. I'm not... No fault... To, 
really to anyone. But oh no, I'm here to blame you. Hey, you're the newbie. <laughs> I used the new guy monitor for a couple of years, and finally somebody said you got to stop using that. <laughs> you get away with it until somebody actually tells you that. Yeah. I had somebody tell me that for three days one time. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> but no, we're, we're looking at obviously uh, exit 140 right down what we're called what is now the area called downtown Stafford is an area we hope develops. A little differently, there's a vision in the comp plan of a, of, of a more urban, not New York City, but a more urban environment in that area, more density, more walkable than, say, other areas, not suburban, and there's nothing wrong with suburban, but so we, are, we have planned for it. We just have to see um, if we can help foster that vision. No, that's awesome. And, and, I, and I would say, I don't know how much it's local or not. It just feels like the sometimes the infrastructure that to support that stuff and it's not just it's li- not limited to here i've been in other states that do the same thing massive growth teeny tiny infrastructure utilities support what's there and everybody's oh. that's a complicated but. model as well oh absolutely no absolutely <laughs> absolutely the department of transportation has a role in that and we work with them we work with there's a lot of traffic but you know it's, it's not as easy to build a new road <laughs> so Again, having been in the area for a while, uh, switching to your tourism hat, we'll yeah, put your tourism hat on. Describe a little bit because I've heard jokes when people are like, ah, we're going to go stay up in D.C. There's nothing to do in Stack. I don't even know. I don't even know if there's anything of historical significance, Civil War area type of stuff that's here. We used to get that in Col- when I lived in Culpeper. But... Tourstafford.com. <laughs> Tourstafford.com. I, all right. <laughs> but let's be honest. I've worked in communities you know, in Maine that were not not Portland and not Bar Harbor. Sure. So they're competing with that. In Stafford, we're competing with obviously DC and Fredericksburg, and they are different. They're historically different. They're physically different. So again, it's like an economic development. You have to build on your assets and contribute to your attributes. And so there's two angles there. One is, again, a a new marketing effort through the Tour Stafford. We focus our marketing on certain things that make sense we believe, to people that would want to come to Stafford from outside, mostly in the recreation area and the cultural heritage areas, history, but not exclusively. And quite frankly, we hope to develop or encourage private investment in new assets. And here's the community economic development side that's stressing the community side. In, in, In this work, we try to build community assets for the community. It's a double bonus if you can build a community asset that also attracts visitors. Okay. That makes absolutely park is great for the community. Whitewater State Park that's great for Stafford, really close, but it also attracts people that want to do fishing. And so, what we've done is we parlayed that park and the fact that we're on the Potomac River. I don't know if we are the host of the Kayak Bass National of national renown if you're into bass kayak bass fishing. And they came, they, they found us, and we said, Yes, absolutely. It was so popular two years ago, was the, was the first year. And it's continued during COVID. It's become so popular, the owner of that event has created a um, snakehead fishing tournament. Snakehead is a fish in the waters here. Okay. It apparently, is quite a, it's a good, I'm not a fisher person. Yeah. <laughs> apparently, it's a good, you know, fun fish to catch, and apparently, it's good eating. But because of that, he was able to create a whole new tournament that's bringing people here. They're, huh. they're going to stay in hotels, they're going to buy food, they're going right. to gas, and all that helps our economy. So, point is, you create an asset or you, you market an asset that is important to the community and you share it with the world. And that's the best way to do tourism. Same ways we share George Washington's boyhood home, the, the other attributes here um, in Stafford. 
I guess I forgot that that is technically in Stafford, isn't it? I always know it's somewhere down in that. I think it's near all that line You're in North area. Stafford, aren't you? Yes, <laughs> I am in North Stafford. Oh, yes. Never the two shall meet, huh? Oh, let's put it. Yeah, it's the joke is in some community. There's this line that says people sometimes just don't cross, <laughs> and I don't get on the I don't get on the other side of the tracks very frequently. <laughs> that is not limited to here. This used to be jokes in other places that I lived. It's like. That street right there, if you lived on that side, there's no reason for you to cross it. <laughs> a lot of communities around the world, for sure. Yeah, uh, yeah so tourism is an important part of what we do. And again, that's part of um, the messaging. It's part of investment. Because every time we're attracting, we do a lot in, in, in sports, particularly soccer tournaments, the Jeff Ross Center, and swim tournaments. Very nice facility that's so here in the community. Absolutely. For tournaments, which then spend their money, which is part of the tourism attraction piece that we do. Is the tourism piece a significant portion of the overall revenue, or you you got a goal that you're trying to raise it to, or that you expect it to, based on the assets and resources yeah, yeah. that are there it's, here? It's a significant part of our budget for sure. I could get it. I could geek out on. Yeah, I was, yeah. But, go there, but um, but yes, and, and part of the thing I've tried to do in the four years here is, is meld that with economic development. Some of the tourism things we're doing now, we participate in something called Modern Day Marine. Yes. Big event for government contractors, of course, for anybody listening, not in the area. Marine Corps Quantico uh, base is base. right here. Um, yep. Obviously, it stopped for two years. Now they're having it up in D.C. But that's a big tourism thing because a lot of the cadets and everyone coming there, yes. where can I eat, where can I eat, where do I stay? If I'm a government contractor, can I stay here? Is it cheaper here? So we've used it as a tourism thing, but we've melded that with an economic development angle because a lot of the contractors and people going to that are entrepreneurs, right, from around the world that want to sell to the Marine Corps. And so that's why we've melded that with our entrepreneur effort, which is uh, relatively new as well, um, which we can get into a little bit. To, and then that's the melding of, of tourism and economic development, because you're attracting investment is the broadest way to put it, whether that be a new company, a new startup, an Amazon, or someone coming to have an event or a meeting or a wedding and spend their money in staffing. Yes, lots of wineries, lots of things of that nature around this area that are awesome. Shifting gears, because you mentioned it already, what are some of the specific tools, programs that that the county, that your area has for people either starting up new businesses or small businesses looking to move to the area? First of all, we're a clearinghouse for a variety of state and federal programs. So we can put people in touch with certain things. For example, there may be a certain grant program. There is in the agricultural sector for companies that make food products. If you buy your agricultural products in Virginia, there's a grant program. So we know how to make those connections. We don't do those grants for the companies, but we sure. put those together. We did establish through our Stafford Economic Development Authority, we call them my program. These are common in a lot of jurisdictions, uh, but we didn't have one here. So the idea is uh, there are often businesses, whether they be startups or not, that need a, need a loan to expand their business or try something different that may be of a nature that the bank commercial market can't do, either because it's too small, too risky, or there's a little bit of credit issues with the applicant. Government entity comes in is to provide that gap, that gap financing, we call it, for that business to, to start to start their program. We just recently did a microloan of, I think it was $15,000 for a woman who is starting a virtual resume, video, virtual yep. resume program out of her home in Stafford. And you know, wonder and 
it's a loan, so we had to do our underwriting and all that. And it's, it, it looks like a good project, and we're happy to finance her, and we'll encourage her along the way, obviously, uh, because these are public resources, so we have to be very careful of these. But we are in a position where we can do, take a little more risk uh, because we don't have share. So that's another example of a, of a, a very uh, specific example of a micro-loan that we have. So we have resources. That we have direct resources. We can also put people in touch with resources to expand their business. We can also work with them on just figuring out the, the way to, if it's a physical expansion or finding properties and that kind of thing. That's another thing we traditionally do in economic home is find that right property, find that, you know, make them aware of some things. We don't do all their homework, but we try to help the entrepreneur, small or large, expand their business and staffing. I was going to say, I know some of the resources out there, you probably have access to every piece of data related to the county or pretty close to it, I'd imagine, than probably some of the online resources that may pick or choose. So having a lot more of a touch point, as well as the connections with people in the local community as well as you need to talk to XYZ person. Whether it be the size of the water line or the size of the the septic tank, is it not big enough? Who do you talk to then, right? Because all those things do matter, uh, but it's often the... The thing that the entrepreneur, you know, is the last thing on their mind. They want to make their widget. It is a, it's a fascinating uh, industry to work in for me, uh, particularly working with entrepreneurs in different types of businesses because the types of things you learn and, and types of businesses that are going on is just, you know, somewhat everything from obviously meals but also high-tech businesses. Or I, We're working with a company that wants to uh, design a new method for crosswalks to help visually impaired people. Yep. Go across crosswalks. So that ties into our entrepreneur effort with, with the smart feeding test bed. One of the things I think that surprised me, because I've not seen this in other areas, was that your department was actually hosting get togethers. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I've definitely not seen the local government take a lead in saying, hey, let's get a group together. And that was the beer and something, the one that I know that I went to, which. You know, but uh, but being actually out in the front and saying, "Hey, we're going to run community events." I never, I have yet, I have not seen uh, that often in other areas. Uh, yeah, depending on the nature of the of the region and the community. But we, we've had an annual coming up. It will be our business appreciation reception. I'd like to mention on May twenty fifth. All this information I'm talking about is on GoStaffer.com. If I put a plug in. Yep. But that's been an annual thing, and it was been on traditional dinner things and we were trying to shake it up a little bit this year and have a little fun with it but beyond that we, we said look we, we want to build this business community a little bit so we started these things we call it we happen to have four breweries in Safford and one winery so the timing worked out well because we're not in the business of doing that so we have every quarter we have something we call beer and business and it's designed to get people together the idea is there might be a business person you have not met in Stafford that you might want to do business with and that's part of our business. That's part of- or make a friend. <laughs> and then sell to that person because you met him. Great. That's commerce. And just one plug, we're going to have wine in business coming up here. So it's not all beer in business. We've got wine in business coming up. But the next beer in business is May 18th. And it's uh, a little theme is business of baseball. So Fred Nats are sponsoring the, that beer in business. So we'll hear from, that might be a little bit of fun. That's out of Highmark Brewery. So we have a little bit of theme that has to you have to pay for these things. So we have a sponsor and we have uh, the raw truth, and this is the raw truth of baseball. (laughs) (laughs) I like it because I think a lot of people think there they think there's a distance between the 
the local government or just government in general and the community. And what I've really enjoyed about what you have done in my time in Stafford that I've seen is you've made it approachable. You made yourself approachable and easy to talk to, and I greatly appreciate that. I obviously have no problem really going to talk, but but at the same time, there a lot of the others in other communities can be stonewalled, wall gardened off a little bit, and you guys have opened yourselves up to that community, and I've greatly appreciated well, appreciate that. that. John, again, that's the messaging and customer service, right? We're here to help business grow in Stafford. If somebody, if just a general community member wanted to reach out and say, hey, what do I do to get involved? I think we've got some gaps here. I want to throw a voice in. What's the best way for them to uh, typically do that? Start with the website. There's contacts all over the place. Go StaffordVA.com. Uh, you can come to the office, walk in the door, in the government center. But GoStaffordVA.com is the best source. Because then you can figure out which staff person to talk to. If you're somebody who's like looking for financing, then you want to talk to this person. If you just want that general, how do I grow my business, there's another person. If you're more in tourism, there's another piece. We tried to make it, in fact, that website, the Chambers Regional Award recently, was a, was a new marketing. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, so they did. Uh, apparently, it's pretty good. And that, that's the best bet. Or look us up and give us a phone call. And for anybody that's not necessarily in the area listening to this going, I wish we had some programs like this yeah. in my community. Is this something that should be receptive that we can go back and say, that anybody else could go back to their yeah, local community yeah, and say, most do. It's just, it gets lost in the in all the messaging we get. I would say most communities have some efforts, probably some better than others. But our current pounce in Fredericksburg and King George, they they do similar things. We all have different, you know, levels of staffing and capacity. Prince William has you know three times more than three times the staff. And I love. Christian, nothing against Christian, that we have, right? So yeah, well, there's that resource issue. There's only so much you can do with so many people, right? And as and as I predicted and told you before I hit the record button, I was going to have a circular conversation. How much do you actually interact with the other communities in the area if you got a project that may cross at a borderline or cross lines or you go, hey, we kind of need some help on this initiative. Can you do that? Do you get along with oh, others? Yeah, Does everybody much. play well together? Very much. I kind of do all that. You know, the business doesn't stop because of the jurisdictional line is there. In fact, our, our entrepreneur program is actually funded by a regional organization called Go Virginia, and it's designed to, to support the Rappahannock region, which is a name made up, which is basically Stafford, Fredericksburg, King George, and, and going down the river, if you will. It has other technical names, which I won't bore you with, but that was very much um, a, a collaboration with myself, uh, my colleague Bill in Fredericksburg, and Nick in King George bringing the, the RIOT program, as it's called, the, the Regional Internet of Things and Technology Entrepreneur Program, um, to this region. It just you know, happens to be in Stafford, but it has to sit somewhere, right? So we're doing it out of Stafford. So very much somewhat regularly with my colleagues around the region, including uh, Christina from Prince William. It's just a matter of project by project, right? We, we were exploring recently a regional program with happens between George and Fredsburg again to how we would invest in business parks together as a community. Okay. And we'll still be exploring that. It's just, at the end of the day, it is all very complicated and we can get down into the details, but economic dollars is a regional effort, period. I greatly appreciate the time today. I'm going to end with a final note for anybody listening. It says that local government is the, the main thing that affects your daily lives. There is the boots on the ground right outside your door, and I know that the federal and state always seem to suck up all the oxygen as well as all the money. 
but the stuff that affects day-to-day lives is the stuff that happens right around you with your neighbors. And I encourage everybody to find a way to get in, get involved or, and be aware of what's going on and make your voice heard. I find everybody's pretty receptive and for the most part, everybody's pretty, been pretty cool. <laughs> but what is the last thing? What's the best way for anybody to want to connect with you? Email, LinkedIn? Yeah, what's the... all those. Again, the, the keyword is GoStaffordVA.com. I'm on LinkedIn. Most of my band members, staff, um, are on LinkedIn. Uh, we're, uh, that's probably the best way. We're on Facebook as well, but that's not as much business-oriented. And or come by the government office and stop in if you have a particular question we have guides on starting a business and, and all the all awesome things. so um, we're here to, to help business grow in stafford and uh, bring investment and i appreciate the chance to share with you john and i look forward to any input from any of your your viewers yeah absolutely no i, I appreciate it. i'll make sure all of the links are going to be in in the show notes and transcripts so anybody can just get to them pretty easily and uh, again really appreciate the time it's been it's been awesome it's fascinating to me yeah.